Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 26 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, brought to you by Planning Center Online. What, what? Hello. So, uh, Worship Leader Probs podcast is now sponsored by Planning Center Online. And so, here's the deal. You might be sitting back going, no, my favorite podcast, it just sold out. And that's that's not 100% it. Yes, are we going to take a little, little, little money for what we're doing? Maybe. But here's the deal. We love Planning Center. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and both of us use it, right? Mr. Probs, you use it all the time, don't Every you? single day. And if you're not using Planning Center, I'm just going to say it. You're crazy. You need to be using Planning Center, especially in the worship realm. But um, one of the things we'll talk more about at the end is like they have so many other modules that you can use in your church that will revolutionize how you do ministry. And so here's the deal. I personally was already using all these modules before we even signed on to have them be a sponsor. So um, one of the things you would know is that as we continue to move forward with this podcast and all the things that God wants to do, um, we're not going to bring products on that we don't stand behind. Mm -hmm. And so we're really excited to be partnered up with Planning Center. Absolutely. I joined Planning Center Services in January 2009. Whoa. So I'm a okay, ten, I'm a ten year runner. guy. I'm a ten year guy. And wow. it, it has revolutionized the planning, scheduling, uh, sharing of music uh with my team and the communication. Um yeah. I, I I love it and uh, I am super pumped about the new stuff that they're rolling out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We I will just say my church, uh we le- we use every single module that they have out right now. Every app that Planning Center has, we use in our church as our church management software. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's 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 awesome. So again, we're really excited to be partnering up with them. So all right, Mr. Probs. Excellent. By the way, number, okay, yeah. when we started this podcast, we made a wish list of sponsors. We did. Number one on the list was Planning Center Online. Yeah, Number right. two on the list, Chick-fil-A. We're still working on that one. We're coming for you, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Actually, I need a 12-count no. nugs coming my way. <laughs> Are you a grilled or fried guy? Oh, fried. See, I kind of like the American. grill better. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Like, Don't get me wrong. I'll eat their, their fried nuggets. But like, if I have a choice, there's, I just really like the flavor of the grilled nuggets. Dude, the cat, when calls the heart, and some grilled nuggets. That paints a very very specific picture you know it is what it is i'm very comfortable in who i am (laughs) my wife and i were just talking on the way in about some craziness and i was just like you know what this person they were just doing something i was like you know i applaud them for just not caring anymore because that's like where i'm in my life like i'm a dork (laughs) i'm a nerd i love star wars i love marvel i love when calls the heart um, I have more beard products than most women have hair products. Like I just don't care anymore. I'm me. Um, I try to honor the Lord and I just try to enjoy the life God's given me. And you know how much freedom comes with that? It's I amazing. It. I love it. And where the so, spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Well, 
the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. By the way, I think did, yeah. didn't we just confirm? Oh, Kim Walker Smith. We did. Kim Walker Smith's coming on soon. How fun is that, dude? I am. I will say, I Mrs. Probs will duck into the recording on that day <laughs> because she is a huge fan of KWS, yeah. and so am I. Like when my wife jumped in when we were uh, doing Sandy Patty. That's right. <laughs> she did because she's such a huge Sandy fan. So, and I have seen in multiple places the hashtag Sandycation being used, That's and it so just incredible. makes me so I happy. So. I love it. I love it. All right, dude. So we're the day after Easter. How you feeling? How'd your services go? Um, our services went well. Um, I am tired, as yeah. I'm sure everybody is. Um, we had a Good Friday service, just one, and then we had four Easter services. So we had service Friday, service Saturday, and then three on Sunday. And yeah, um, you know, our our church is in a, a healthy place. But we just needed a really uh, engaging weekend. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know how churches oh, churches go through uh, churches go through cycles, and um, our church was just in a place where we we needed uh, a rallying point. And I th- yeah. I, th- I really feel like God gave us that this weekend. Um, Good Friday is just a really uh, it's an important service, and I feel it's it's just become one of my favorites because. Um, there's some tradition to it for sure. Um, and I, I just really, I love taking one day out of the year and just solely focusing on the cross. Yeah. And, um, it was meaningful for our church. We did kind of an acoustic unplugged set. Um, we had like, you know, keys, bass, acoustic guitar, percussion, and cello. Wow. Cello. Cello. Cello and uh, some vocals. And it was really nice. We did an acoustic version of uh, Hallelujah for the Cross um, from our, our main guy, Chris McClarney. It was awesome. Let's go. Um, yeah. And then, and then Saturday and Sunday, we kind of blew it out. So it was, it was really um, lots of people, lots of guests. And, you know, yeah. the hard work begins now with, you know, follow up and all of that stuff. Yep. But, um, it was a great, it was a great weekend and we, we needed it. And so I think all of us, we were just in a recap meeting this morning and kind of sitting around and just giving thanks for the fact that, you know, we, we, we needed that as a church and God gave it to us. So we're grateful. That's so cool. That's awesome. How about man. you? Um, I just with the, with the last year of our church's life, I want to say we needed a win mm-hmm. and, um, God, like more than brought that this weekend. Um, I mean, little things, um, you know, we've seen our attendance decline quite a bit in the absence of a senior leader and, you know, uh, that, that former senior leader starting a new church across town. And, um, but our attendance doubled, Mm. which was unbelievable. That's awesome. Um, like that little things we did this year, like, I mean, like, we just really tried to think of like for the new people coming in, we're going to share the gospel. Like that we're a church that like very faithful to the teaching the word of God, they will hear the gospel mm-hmm. and they will not hear a watered down form of the gospel. Come on. Like, Come on. I mean, we're very, but we haven't always been super awesome with the guest experience for those coming. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Like as much as I hate to say this, like there is a part of church ministry where we are a service industry. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, absolutely. Um, and so like, I know that there's some people that may get upset when I say this, but like, not only do we need to share the gospel, but we want to make it so that they want to come back. And if we're sharing truth from the stage, like I have preached and I have straight up said, look, here's the deal. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to go to hell. Like I have said that from the stage. And so, but I've also followed that like, but I love you too much not to tell you that. So, but if we can create an atmosphere where people are being loved and cared for and their kids are being loved, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. if they're willing to keep coming back and we're keep willing to be sharing hard truth, like I think you've got to put those two things together. Absolutely. And I really feel like we did that this weekend. Like we had a petting zoo for kids. Nice. And like we had a couple of people that are like, why a petting zoo? And we're like, what weekend talks more about new life than Easter? And what better way to encapsulate new life for the children than letting them go hold baby ducks and chickens and pet go- like baby goat? You know what I mean? Like, and they were like, oh my gosh. And then they walked into Cafe and we had a donut wall this year. You know what I mean? Like, Boss, and it was that's a boss fantastic. Move right, there, right? Yeah, right. It was like fantastic. And people were just like, and we had ushers and greeters and everything was just so on point. Um, and then like I said, we I mean we shared the gospel and we baptized 20 people in our two services. Praise the Lord, that's awesome. I mean, people were giving their life to Christ. I if you could have seen the amount of broken people up front, mm. like just needing to hear from the Lord. Like I personally got to minister with a young lady who had been buying into some false, uh, some, some lies from the any for years and didn't think her sin was forgivable. And man, we prayed and I shared truth of scripture to her that like, there's kind of only one sin that talks about is, you know, and, and you didn't do that. And so mm-hmm. like watching the weight fall off of her shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Like we just, it was a, it was an incredible weekend for pathway church and um, just great. very excited going forward. And so like part of it is like there's been a group of men that I've been leading for a year who have been willing to do some spiritual battle for our church. Mm-hmm. And so like we come in every Monday morning at 530 a.m., which is my day off, and we pray for the church and we fast. And so we've been praying over the chairs. We've been walking the parking lot like for for a couple of weeks. We've been specifically focused on this weekend. I just feel like it was the first time we walked into a weekend fully aware of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was just, uh, it was credit. I'm sorry to kind of go on, no, and on but it was just like, man. it was a, it was, a, it was just, it was the best Easter services I've been a part of at our church. And look, I mean, we've had weekends where we've had like close to 3000 people come, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and this, this month, this year, we didn't have anywhere close to that. But I will walk away remembering this Easter more than I'll remember some of the ones where we had the huge attendances. Man, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Question. Yeah. Uh, your petting zoo, was it a two-way petting zoo? Two-way petting zoo? What does that mean? It's from the office. You, you pet the oh. animals and they pet you back. <laughs> oh, I've never. I, can, I don't really watch the office. I was more of a oh, Parks and Rec guy. Come on, man. Okay, so they're planning Michael's anniversary celebration and Jim comes in okay. a, in a tuxedo and they're sitting in a planning meeting and he <laughs> he brings up the idea of a two-way petting zoo. You pet the animals and they pet you back. <laughs> there there was a little pig though that I really wanted to take home. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Not his name for... was Ru- it, No, not to eat, to be because okay. it, it it was literally snuggling people like a oh. dog. And his name was Ruby. Ruby. And it was this tiny this tiny little pig. 
and she kept burying herself in the hay and then all of a sudden she just poked her little head out and like her little tail was going. I was like, doesn't the media ministry maybe need like a mascot right. and we could just keep her in my office? Absolutely, but, man. Well, well, hey, dude, do you want to go into our first segment of the podcast? I, I want to do it so bad. So badly. It is time for our MVPs. So we're doing something a little different this week, turning the tables, and Uncle Jer is going to read the MVPs. Well, hey, if you want to send your MVPs into us to have them recognized on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, all you got to do is go to either info at worshipleaderprobs.com and send us an email, or the preferred method would be to go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and click on the MVP tab. There's a real easy form that you can fill out, and we will take all of the ones that we get each week and we'll run through them, and uh, we will pick two of them that we will recognize live on the air. And so this week, we are going to be recognizing Drew Gamel from FBC Gamel. Interesting that his name is Gamel and the church's name is Gamel. So I wonder if they founded the city. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. Gamelville. So he, that that's amazing. So uh, he is the worship student pastor at the church. And here's what they had to say about Drew. Drew is an awesome servant of the Lord. He has been swamped with leading worship for revival services, youth lock-in, and Good Friday service while prepping for Easter Sunday. Oh, my gosh. I need a break. Wow. That's crazy. You always feel like he has time for you by how he spends his time discipling the worship band and the students of the church. He loves his wife, Kristen, and his two beautiful kids and makes sure they have time with their daddy. He's a true example for believers in how one should get serve out of the overflow of the love one has in their heart for Jesus. So, Drew, we salute you. We salute you. Dude, I want a Drew in my church. Uh, dude, I, I, I want like 10 Drews. Seriously, that's fantastic. All right, and then our second MVP is Vivian Eastler, who volunteers to play on the keyboard. Vivian is a classically trained cello and piano player, and she is a retired chorus teacher. Mrs. Vivian helps the vocalists with parts and helps musicians with timing and correct notes. She is a true warrior of the word and points us all to Jesus in all things. She worships with her entire heart while she plays or when she's in the congregation. When you speak with Mrs. Vivian, she will always ask, how can I pray for you this week? Mm. She lost her husband one year ago and has taught us all so much in grieving with hope. We are blessed to have her. Wow. Wow. Boy. Grieving in hope. Mm. Every church needs many Vivians. Wow. Well, Vivian, I got to say, and I really mean this one. Not that I haven't met all of them. We We salute salute you. Wow. Wow. Powerful. So she's like almost like an MD, like almost like an MD, like a music director and like a ministry director. Right. She's At pointing people time. to Jesus. Wow. Playing those keys. That's incredible. Picking parts. That's, That's nice. Yeah. I wish one of my biggest regrets going back to my life is I didn't learn to play piano. Hey, buddy, you could still do it. Now, I. <laughs> I, no. So I started I started as a kid. My mom put me in piano lessons, but the guy's breath was so bad. Ooh, yeah. And he was like, he had to be real close. And so I ended up quitting. And I hate to this day that she had. Because so in college, I tried because I was a music major for a year. I just couldn't get both hands doing things differently. Yeah. So, but you can play guitar. I can. Because that is a, that's a, <laughs> that, that is a mind blower for me. Like flipping my left hand over. And having them do two different things 
Interesting. Yeah, that, that just made way more sense than piano. And I really wish that it had because of all the theory that I could have learned that would make no sense now since I don't ever play. Well, I, so. I want to play guitar. Well, then why don't you? Because I tried and I could not get my left hand flipped over. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I literally learned how to play guitar just watching YouTube videos. Nice. Wow. So, well, maybe there's hope for, uh, for me. Yeah, well, speaking of some hope, you know what always brings me hope? What's that? When we read our prayer concerns. Because you know why? It makes me feel like I'm not alone. So why don't we jump into our next section of the podcast called Prayer Concerns. Dude, there are certain times I make a transition. I'm like, that was Nailed golden. It. I feel like that was one of those times. Nailed it. Nailed it. So in, in our prayer concerns portion of the podcast, what we like to do is uh, you guys send us in either um, the prayer concerns. And when we say prayer concerns, that's in quotation marks. But you'll get your connection cards and where it'll say, how can we pray for you? Somebody will actually list all their complaints for the church. And so uh, for, for in each podcast, we like to read some of those that you guys have sent us. Uh, this week, though, we're doing things a little differently, aren't we, Mr. Probs? We are. So I, I reached out to the to the nation and said, hey, what is the funniest or craziest excuse that you have ever gotten from a team member when they had to miss rehearsal or like cancel on you at the last minute for serving at a weekend service. So we got many, many replies. So let's unpack this. I'm excited. So excited. Number one. Okay. I had someone say they couldn't find their base in the morning when they woke up. So I simply said, we have an extra base. And they said, quote, I don't touch other people's germs. <laughs> That's kind of a real thing though. Like I had, we had a guitar player um, who for years played with us and he would never, let's say there was like a big bag of chips. If anybody had reached their hands, like more than one hand there, he would not eat anything that came from it. And he always called, I want, he would say, I don't want people to eat coli hands all over my chips. Yeah. I, I might err to that side. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm not a big. I'll get right in I'm there, baby. I'm not a big community hand reach guy Ooh. into the chip, chip bag. All right. So here's the second one. One of the ladies on our team got badly sunburned from the beach the day before we were playing. And we had to tell her to go home because she could barely move without being in extreme pain. And it's hashtag oh Florida probs. So she's down, <laughs> she's down close to you. And then it says, to her credit, she wanted to stay. But when she started crying from trying to play her instrument, I couldn't do that to her. Oh, my gosh. That okay, is so a like, bad sunburn. There are four main characteristics of somebody who sunburns very quickly. Fair skin, freckles, blue eyes, and red hair. That's you, buddy. So I have three of those four. I actually have green eyes. But everything else, fair skin, freckles, and red hair. I have been sunburned so bad that like it's turned into blisters. Oof. Oh yeah. Like when I was a kid and I would not wear sunscreen when I would go surfing and stuff like that, like, yeah, just get super, super sunburned. So I, I can feel the pain for, cause there's times you get so sunburned. It almost makes you nauseated. Absolutely. It hurts, man. So kudos to her for being a warrior she and trying, trying to stick it she out. She tried man. to do it, man. She tried to do it. Okay. Number three, they're fixing my stairs and I can't come down. She lives on the second floor. <laughs> okay, the next one. The, this, the worship leader got a text that just said, tired. And she explains, 
This coming from someone who was in their early 20s with a part-time job, not in school, no kids, limited responsibilities. <laughs> Just said tired. <laughs> I sometimes tell people in like that, you know what? You will never have more free time than you have right now. Yeah. So enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next one. Can't make it to service because of a family emergency. But two hours later, they post on Instagram that their family is out on vacation. Uh, maybe it was an emergency vacation. Emergency vacation. Yeah. We, <laughs> I need that. I, we did that when I was a kid. I'll take an emergency vacation. Yeah. All right. Next one. One of our electric guitar players had to cancel last minute because he got tickets to see Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Dolly Parton. Old Dolly. DP. I'm on top I, of the I, world. I would have to assume this person's a hipster. I, I would think so. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, like they're that counter oh <laughs> gotta go see me some Dolly Parton. Gotta see me some Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the last one. Wait, real quick. True story. Yeah. You know what movie I watched yesterday for the first time? Nine to five. With my wife? No. Steel Magnolias. Ooh. And I, it was all Dolly Parton was in it. Jeremy, I think you you ha you are very in touch with your feminine side. But I woke up from my na nap and my wife was was watching it. And so I, I just it, was kind of groggy. And it was it was not awesome. Did you eat some fried green tomatoes afterwards? No. I've seen that movie, I think. <laughs> I think, don't they eat fried green tomatoes in Steel Magnolias? Oh, I don't know. I only saw a couple scenes. Oh, gotcha. I saw like when gotcha. the the diabetic girl gets married or gotcha. something. It's a veritable who's who of the uh, female uh, elite in Hollywood. It, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Okay, here's our last one. Quote, can we change practice to Tuesday? It would work better for my schedule because Thursday is D&D &D night and I need to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm, I'm gonna admit i didn't know what dnd was but she goes on to seriously explain dungeons and dragons and i wish i was making this up but this is our actual worship leader <laughs> oh my goodness oh my gosh that just well D &D i've never played night, it I've never played it, but I have seen Stranger Things, and I know they play it in that. And then I've also, I've read uh, Ready Player One, and they talk about Dungeons and Dragons. It does seem like it would be a lot of prep time if you're the dungeon master to get the whole quest and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, though, for the worship leader. Yeah, can we change the rehearsal, man? It's D&D night. I got to prepare. Well, I just did that to our worship pastor. You I just said, is there any way you can cancel a rehearsal on Thursday? And I, like this week. And he was whining. I was like, straight up, because it's Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> and so he looked, and he's like, bro, I just don't think so. And so I said, just know, I'm getting volunteers, and I won't be there. And I told my volunteer when I was like, hey, can you cover me? And he goes, why? I go, I'm going to go see Endgame. No questions asked. He goes, yeah, I got it for you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was super excited. I am pretty stoked to see that movie. Oh, dude, because I have, um, last year, almost around this time, I had a back procedure done. And so I was out of commission for a week. I watched the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe 
in order that they put them online, like you can actually watch like the actual timeline of where the movies have actually fallen in place in four days. <laughs> Literally finished one, went to the next, finished one, went to the next. There was a day, I think I watched five movies nice. in one day. I think they're so good, man. They are so good. Like what's crazy about them. And like, this is what I love. Like as being a creative person in the church world, to be able to think through where I'm like vision, that red robot guy, mm-hmm. Like to be watching him acting and it feels like it's commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I like sometimes in church. Like when you do something creative and like people don't know it's there, but they're also like, you know what I mean? It just feels right that it should be there. You know what I mean? Like yep, I just, yep, yep. I don't know, dude. It just makes me, I love makes me happy Stark. and inspires me. Yeah. I love I feel Iron like Man. He's, he I, cracks me up. I feel like Tony Stark would be like your alter ego. You think so? Maybe. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Again, as yeah. I often say, I will trade him checkbooks, even though he is a fictional character. Yeah, this is true. I wonder what, what character I would be. Thor. No, nah, I don't think so. I think so. Hammer no, time. You got the beard. Just because of the beard. But I'm like, personality-wise, who would I be? Personality-wise. Oh, would... personality-wise, I'm Ant-Man. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I do think. Or Spider-Man. Nah, I, I kind of really feel, now that I said it out loud, I really feel like it's Ant-Man. Hey, you're quick-witted. Kind of funny. Qu- yeah. I, even when I'm trying hard, I make a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, my heart is gold, but yeah, so. Oh, man. I love the quick wit. I think the dialogue in those movies is, is killer. Yeah, so it's just, and like, here's the deal, too, from like, for all my details people out there, imagine them saying, hey, so we want to make this movie, but it's going to be 11 years down the road and we need you to make 21 movies before you get to that one movie. And everything needs to make sense because the people, the, the hardcore fans are going to, they're going to look at everything under a microscope. So we need you to get from Iron Man all the way down to Avengers Endgame. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and the way that they've done it is just mind blowing. And I think there's a lot we can learn from that, you know, as we're planning experiences for our churches and our congregations. 100%. Like, I, this is a, a sidebar, kind of, but every time I go to Disney World, like when we go to Experience Conference in, in September, and you, by the way, you should join us there. It's going to be great. Um, do a meet and greet. Every, yeah, every time, right? Every time I go to Disney World, I am, I am so powerfully reminded that like if you're going to go on Space Mountain, you don't just walk up, get in the car, and take off. Yeah, they are preparing you for that experience for like an hour, depending on how long the line is. But you're yep. walking through things like like we can borrow so much of that concept in the church world. That's right. What are we preparing our people for? You know, it can start on social media during the week uh, as they. You know, enter the parking lot. They come inside the building. They're starting walking towards the sanctuary or worship center or whatever you call it in your in your church. Um, yep. We we can we can learn something very very valuable from those That's kinds right. of processes. Yeah. So good. All right, my man. Well, let's get into the final portion of our podcast that we call sliding into the DMs. Well, every week we get a ton of questions in our DMs on Instagram. And as we said many called? times, DMs, right? We get a ton of questions. Questies. Questies. Sorry. We get a sorry. I gotta channel my probs right now. <laughs> 
So we get a lot of questies to DMs on Instagram. And so we like to take a, a few moments and kind of expound a little bit on on one. And so here here's a good one that came up. And uh, I, I'm going to kind of intro the question. And then why don't you go first? And then I'll go second. Okay. Um, and so the question just was like, how do you care for your teams? And so um, there's more to caring for them other than just making sure the music is right and things mm-hmm. like that. Like that's being the like the worship director side, but there's also like the discipleship side of how are you loving and caring for your team. And so, Mr. Probs, how do you do that at your church? Yeah, man, I think that takes intentionality for sure. Um, you know, we have a our team is maybe on the larger side, and so there's never uh, a, like a a rehearsal or or a time that we're all together in the same space yeah. uh, at the same time. So we have to create those environments. Um, and so, uh, and I, and I love what happens in those, you know, all of the bass players being together. And so we, we do a few things. We do um, a couple of team nights every year where we just thank them and it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, you know, last year we had a, an ice cream truck come to our team night and gave everybody an ice cream cone. That's not a That's big cool. deal, but it's something out of the, out of the ordinary, um, yeah. at, at team night. And so, um, you know, we, we, we try to find those, those ways to not in extravagance, but we try to spoil them a little bit, you know, with how we prepare the, the, uh, like the backstage area or whatever, uh, every weekend we have, uh, you know, things to eat, things to drink. We have, healthy options back there so that they can take care of themselves. We do um, uh, some like class type things throughout the year where we'll have like all of our bass players get together and we'll bring in somebody who's, you know, a little further ahead of the game uh, on playing bass or playing electric or acoustic or whatever the discipline is. And um, we'll do like a, like a training night for them. You know, that's something that whether they, uh, move away and play in another church, you know, that's something that follows them and something they can, they can take with them. And then just, you know, pastorally, we try to be um, really mindful of what people are going through. And again, because we're never, we're not all, we're rarely in the same space together. Yeah. Uh, You know, using, you know, we use planning center to get those requests out to people, prayer requests, keeping them, uh, keeping it in front of the rest of the team. We have a, a Facebook you know, page for our worship ministry that we, uh, we used to communicate people. I try to never let, I'm not perfect at this by any means because it's a lot of details to keep track of, but I try to never let somebody's birthday go by without, uh, some sort of, uh, you know, a social media, uh, graphic or some sort of a mention, you know, of them. And, you know, I try to always coming into the weekend. If I, if I know like our, our percussionist is having a birthday. I'll say to my pastor, "Hey, man, if you if you run by the the guy playing percussion, it's his birthday. You know, say something, you know, to him, and and you know, then just being there as a pastor. If they're going through something with their family, they're in the hospital, yep. they're getting tests, procedure, whatever. You know, being there to pray with them. That that what's what seems like such a simple thing from our end uh, could could really mean the world uh, to yeah. to our team. That's awesome, dude. That's really, really good. Um, we do some similar things and then we use, um, honestly, we use planning center. Uh, and so this isn't necessarily part of the sponsorship, but like, this is something our, uh, our executive pastor is a planning center whiz. And so he, 
makes that thing sing. And so he brought some ideas in of how we would care for the church as a whole. And I have since taken them and I'm using them to help care for, for my team. And so um, you've heard me say before in our church paradigm, um, on the org, org chart, I'm on the same level as what the worship pastor is. I'm, I'm an associate pastor with everybody else, but my my focused area is all things tech and multimedia. And so um, we do everything together, worship and tech. So we just recently had our pig roast that we talk about. And so it's just a, a day of fellowship and all everybody comes out and uh, we roasted a big old pig and we feed the people and on our pro- we've got volleyball feet, uh, cor- beach volleyball courts and basketball and uh, a, a softball field that they can play kickball on. There's some music going. We had a cornhole tournament. And it's literally just about fellowship between tech and worship. And like we did this cornhole tournament and we did like random. So tech people would have to be with worship team people and stuff like that. And so we, so we do that once a year. Uh, we do team nights uh, twice a year and we'll all get together. And then, like I said, even though our worship pastor and myself were kind of on the same level organizationally, I still uh, we believe he was brought here to be the voice and the visionary behind what happens in our weekend services. And so, many times we we let him kind of share vision of where we're going in worship for the year, um, and then we break off. And I'll take my media team, and he keeps his his worship team. And um, so those those have been really good uh, for that. And then. Um, I do try to keep my planning center updates at least a month out for everybody so that we can, you know, they know when they're serving. Um, one of the things we do try to do is once you're on, um, if you know you're the second weekend of the month, you'll always be the second weekend of the month. Um, so it's easy for people to be able to um, keep that in their schedule. But again, trying to keep those invites out as early as possible. But then here's how I um, use planning center for some cool stuff. So if you didn't know this already, the people suite for, for uh, planning center is free and it's an easy database that you can use to put all of your, all of your people in from the church. Um, and there's many really cool things you can do in it. Um, there's these things called like workflows where you can set up, like, let's say I'm, uh, bringing a new person onto the, the worship team. I could create a workflow of all the steps that they need to go through. And so maybe it's, send an email to this person because they came up. And so you've got it to do that. And then it's remind them to do this and fill out this. And then as they're doing it, it's an easy way to check things off through planning center. And then all those things stay in their records. Um, and so that's just been a really cool way. I make sure awesome. that as I get my team, I make sure I get birthday, spiritual milestones, anniversaries, and all those things. And so here's, what's really cool about using planning center for this. Um, we also in our church use the groups model. And so I have created a multimedia team group uh, inside within the side of the group module of planning center. And so it allows me to go in and to monitor how they're serving and things like that. And then from there I can send my group emails. So I try to go, I'm, I haven't been real good lately with Easter coming up, but like every Friday, just send an email, like here's some events that are coming up. Don't forget about know you're prayed for maybe a quick devotional, a song. And I can do all that right from planning center and it, looks like it came from me. So it's an easy way for me to be able to go in and communicate with my teams. Um, another thing that you can do is, is you can create lists of certain things. And so you can go in and I say, I want to create a list of multimedia team members who all have birthdays in May. And then every day I can click on my list and go, okay, oh, so-and-so today's their birthday. I haven't done this yet, but I know you can actually go in and set automations. So I could create my list at the beginning of May. Hey, whenever somebody's birthday is in May, will you email me on that day to let me know it's their birthday or their anniversary or whatnot? And so then planning center then would send me an email and say, Hey, here's an alert, go and 
you know, wish Jeremy a happy birthday today or wish Mr. Probs a happy birthday today. And so um, we can all sometimes get caught up in the details and things like that, but maybe miss a birthday. But it, Planning Center makes it very easy for you to go in and never, ever have to miss one of those things ever again. That's super cool. Another Another really cool feature when you use Planning Center for, for more than just your weekend services is let's say you're in a pastoral staff meeting and somebody goes, hey, I haven't seen the Smith family lately. Has anybody seen them? So within the people module, I can go in and there's a tab called activity. And I can click on that and I can see anywhere that they have checked in, whether it's in a life group, a serving group. Um, so like we have all our volunteers check in when they get here and it automatically tracks every time they served and all those kind of things. So now I can go, wow, I I, I, maybe they haven't been in services, but I, I can see they've been to life group four weeks in a row. They've served three weeks in a row. Or you can go, wow, you know what? They've been scheduled to serve three weeks in a row and they haven't come. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it helps you to stay away from those awkward conversations of like, um, has anybody seen some? I don't know. Has, have you seen them? Have I seen You know what I mean? Like you can easily go in and go, oh, no, they've been around. Or, you know, we haven't seen anything. I better make a phone call and just check in and say, hey, I haven't seen you guys lately. So um, those are all really cool things that you can use. And then also within the people suite that I use for caring for people is let's say I have a team member and they're in the hospital. Um, I'll go and I'll visit and they have what's called notes. And so I can go into each person and we can keep detailed notes of visits, phone calls, um, so when their kids got saved, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I can go in before I go to visit someone and click on it and I can see everything that we have, um, uh, gathered on that person. So it helps you to bring things. Cause look, you know, some we're caring for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, maybe you're, you're in a bivocational situation where you're, you're having to care for people and you got your full-time job and everything going on. It just helps you to have a place to gather all the information on your people so you can go and kind of just be the best pastor that you can be to them. And so I could go on and on mm. of all the ways That's that you awesome. could use Planning Center. And those are just some of the ways that we're using it right now. Like, And, and it's, again, the People Suite, is, it's free. Like if, you, if you've got services, People's free. Hey, and if you're using that in a way, maybe one of the ways Jeremy mentioned or in other ways, send us a DM. Um, yeah. because that'll, that'll help, uh, help us to know how you're using it. And, uh, we can, you know, even help to relay that to the folks at planning center who have, uh, you know, become good friends. So that's right. Yeah. So yeah. And here's what I know. The more you care for the people and the more they know that they are respected, that they're appreciated, the moments when you call them up and say, Hey, I really want to go see Avengers Endgame," They go, gotcha. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's like, cool. If it's the craziest thing, if they know you have their back, they're going to have your back back. Well, this is going back to the beginning of the podcast, man. We're in the people business. That's right. Right. 100%. We're in the, the business of making a difference in the lives of peoples, of peoples, of people. Um, so. Uh, May the peoples praise him. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'll have your people call my people. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're really excited for our interview with Alisa Turner. Alisa is a uh, up and coming, growing star in in the world of of Christian music, and she's got a couple of really fantastic jo- songs, uh, songs out oh, right man. now, dude. Like, seriously, like, look her up. And so, uh, yeah, here is part one with our interview with Alisa Turner. <laughs> well, the Worship Leader Props Podcast is so excited to have Alisa Turner on with us. Alisa, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this so has been one you? we wanted to do for a long time. So we're, we're really glad that you're That's here. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So I, so, yeah, I'm in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, uh, currently sitting at uh, Integrity Records. Uh, just in their little podcast room. They do a lot of podcasts and interviews in here. So I'm, I'm hanging out. <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's awesome. um, we've on social media, we've met Gilbert, yes. uh, who is, in, is it, I believe he's in charge of social media and things like that for integrity. Yes. Yes. Social media it, and keeping order and making sure people don't do bad things on social media. <laughs> I love it. Well, we, <laughs> like we, inappropriate we had, memes like you guys. <laughs> just kidding. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, you are the, you you are the highlight of my Instagram checking of the oh, other man. day. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, your stories, your stories when you're sitting in your car trying to yeah. ponder these deep, they are the highlight of my day, man. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> That's so cool. It's so awesome. So I'm really excited for this interview. Uh, uh, we were telling Lisa before uh, we, we hit record. Um, so as I was doing my research that I normally do on artists, I watched her story of Lisa Turner music on yeah. YouTube and was sobbing by the end because mm. in a lot of ways, some of your story yeah. is very close to my family story. Oh. And uh, and then I start listening to Elisa Turner's music. <laughs> oh Dude. my gosh, people. Absolutely. <laughs> Here, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you to do right now. <laughs> Hit pause on this podcast. Mm. Go to Spotify or iTunes. And go type in Elisa Turner and just hit subscribe, download to her songs, and start listening right now. Absolutely, and you, you can Absolutely. and you can thank me Do later. <laughs> You'll be better for it. Oh, thanks, guys. So, well, hey, let's let's jump into the Frank Five um, and, and talk through uh, some of these questions. And okay. so, at least the Frank Five, um, it's just five questions we're going to ask you, um, and we just ask you to be as honest as possible. Okay. Um, you know, our, one of our favorite things to share is uh, uh, one of our first episodes, Chris McClarney, when we were interviewing him, shared a story about tooting on stage, <laughs> <laughs> thinking that the PA was rocking, but unfortunately the PA was off, but his in-ears were rocking and everyone heard. It. So it, it's as That's open great. as you're willing to get That's in great. some of these questions. So <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So question number one is just, um, can you un unpack a little of your story? How did you get started uh, in ministry? What what was that process like for you? Yeah. I mean, the very highlight short version would probably be, uh, I grew up a, a pastor's kid, like so many. Uh, and my dad was a worship pastor. So I, I grew up really with the church being my home. I I, I, I have so many missing pairs of shoes in the most random churches around this country. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I literally lived there. I'd go to you know, half, half, even, half the churches, even my dad pastored at, had a school in it. So I like, mm. I just never left that building. So, you know, I, I grew up in that environment. And I think probably in my teen years, especially as I started writing music, I think it's really when I started to develop my own real personal walk with the Lord. Um, and then, uh, you know, I would lead worship through, you know, our middle school groups and high school groups and that kind of stuff. And um, it, all throughout my 20s, I really was more in the, um, it was interesting. I, I did a lot. My, my foundation with music is really singer, songwriter and storyteller. Um, mm -hmm. And and I haven't really, I didn't really step into leading for even my home church like I do now until just a, a number of a couple of years ago. Um, but what I love about what I get to do is uh, I write songs for the church and even for my church. But I, my, my foundation that I started so many years ago as a little girl of writing stories has allowed me to go into spaces with people who won't probably show up on a Sunday morning at my mm. church. Uh, maybe yeah. I can get them to come to mind because they, I would be a friendly, familiar face. But 
Um, I, I have always looked at what I do, even outside, even if it's these silly songs and stories and stuff that I may write about snow or pancakes or things like that. It just, it allows me into other spaces with other people. And, and to me, that is such a ministry. Um, that's Oops, such yeah. a, a special, a special time that, um, just to get face-to-face time with people who, oh man, boy, do they, they just need someone to just, to just be there and to not judge or not, I don't even know that I have all the, all that much wisdom to give them, but just to be someone that's friendly and, and sincere. And I, I think that's been just a calling on my heart for a long time. And whether that leads me continuously to a Sunday morning a platform and a congregation or, or on a bar on Saturday night at one in the morning, um, my, my heart for people and for Jesus does not change. Um, even if the song sounds a little bit different. And so, um, that's really what I'm after. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that, um, I find very interesting is after watching your story, I mean, you've kind of gone through some things in your life. Yes. (laughs) Um, but like in just the 10 minutes we've gotten to know you. Yeah. I just I just see the just joy Aww. that's just emanating from you. Can you maybe share a little bit like how how do you go through some yep. very dark times like you have? Yeah. Oh man, I so I will say to And this is not Frank 5 either. Yeah. Sorry. I, I just there was something it. that hit me. <laughs> this is bonus. So, this is this is bonus, bonus. material. I love it. Uh so I what I I have to say about the dark times is that there are days when there's no joy in me and I probably don't leave my house. And most people, I don't Instagram story that day. Mm. Um, I, so to anyone else who's going through the hardest days of your life, trust me, they probably not, I'm not saying in a comparison way, but I, I, I have, um, I have cursed the heavens. I, I have I have thrown anger into the world and been bitter and and walked through all those emotions, particularly with the seasons I've been through with grief. Mm, grief, yeah. grief just turns you inside out. And it's almost like you, once you kind of get through a lot of the stages, then all of a sudden it's like you're back at the first step again. And you're yeah. like, how did I get here? And yeah. so you go through so many just layers of yourself trying to cling to Jesus, trying to cling to your, your sanity. Um, but there's like, in those real dark moments, there's there's always been this little bit of a, a, a light that just insistently comes through. Um, and, and of course it's Jesus and it's, and it's the people that Jesus brings into my path. And it's, it's, it's the whispers of, of, him and, and the right people around me always saying, find the joy. That's been such a thing. A friend of mine, um, a few years ago, I was in a real hard season. Um, and, he, and he just looked at me and said, Lisa, you got to find the joy. Find mm-hmm. the joy. And, I, and we wrote it on my hand that day. And I've written it on my hand probably a hundred times since then. Um, that you've, you've got to find the joy. Uh, because if you don't, you will get swallowed up by that darkness. I, I have walked through... Um, a sudden tragic death of my my father, who was just my my world. My world evolved around my dad. Um, yeah. I walked through and and still walk through a very 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 long sea or battle of of Lyme disease, which is from a bug bite. It's just the silly it's the silliest thing. Yet it it has brought me to death's door with feeding tubes and tubes in my chest and me not knowing if if or doctors knowing if this this was it. It had ravaged my body so bad. 
Wow. And then the, you know, I won't say the sudden tragedy, but we we knew very early on in our pregnancy with my son that when he would be born, he would pass. So we yeah. had all these months to prepare for for his death, yet trying to embrace his life, even though he was just in my womb and um, a birth defect, you know, was was discovered. And so that was our journey with our son, London. And it's just been, um, you you do get to a point where you say, I, I don't know how many more times my heart can break. Um, yeah. But but Jesus has been so faithful to put it back together and it's never the same. And it's mm-hmm. maybe a little tender and a bit fragile in ways, but he will guard your heart. Even if it's yeah. in a billion pieces, he'll guard every single piece of that. And because I trust that, because I know that, and I can get through those really hard days, even today. You know, today's yeah. not so bad, but just in case it was, that's how I know I'm going to get through it because He's got me. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as as worship leaders and church people, you know, we get hurt a lot. Yeah. You know, I was just in a our, our prime timers were meeting, and I was getting the sound system up, and I'm a pastor, so I'm walking around shaking hands and yeah. loving on people, and you know, I. Had, two different older gentlemen tell me we don't care a thing about the older people, you know? And it's just like, and then I I shared this on our last podcast and that was, you know, this week. And then on Sunday, because I'm a media pastor, there's a group of women asking, why is he even a pastor in our church? You know, like you deal with a lot of the hurt, you deal with so much of the darkness um, and it can, and it wears on, you know, because a lot of time, you know, especially in our world, we're a little creative. We're a little emotional. You know, you know what I'm saying? We take everything personal with incredible sensitivity. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so I just, that advice of, you know, finding the joy. Yeah. Um, that is, that's just really good. Um, my wife and I have lost two children, tragically oh, also similar man. to, you know, what yeah. you've gone through. And so wow. understanding the grief and good days and yeah. bad days. And yes, we were just yes. talking today, our you know, we, we've had some separation with our se- former senior pastor who went across town, started a new church. And we got, wow. we, there were some pastors writing back from a big prayer breakfast. And we were like, have we even started grieving yet? Wow. You know, like yeah. the people that have left the friends. Yeah. And so I thank you so much for, for sharing and opening Absolutely. up. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Let's get, let's get a little lighter this time. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. Two. So let's say your husband gets a phone call that okay. Elisa Turner has been arrested, but he, but they do not say why has Elisa Turner been arrested. He doesn't know anything. What, what would be his assumption as to why you've been arrested? Oh gosh, probably trying to think of my day-to-day stuff. It would probably be some kind of like unpaid ticket, parking ticket kind of a thing from like 11 years ago that I've been dodging ever since. You know, like, you know, when you kind of, and this is bad. Okay. I'm prefacing bad. bad but you know, when you get away with something, but you didn't really mean to, but then all of a sudden so much time has passed that it would be worse to go confront the situations. You just run. But oh, they, 100%. they find you. Let me tell you. They Every will, single time. They will find you. I'm going to guess something to do with tickets or staying at Whole Foods too long, refusing to leave. <laughs> I would be legit because, I mean, everybody even in this building knows I go to Whole Foods at least once or twice a day. 
Amazingly <laughs> enough, I still run out of everything every day, and I don't eat that much. But That's I'm like, funny. when I go, I'm not leaving until I know for sure I don't have to come back for at least 12 more hours. <laughs> so I would just refuse to leave the store. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. That's fantastic. That that's fantastic. So, I've never actually been to a Whole Foods. So, uh, just don't start. You know. Yeah. Don't it's, start. Okay. It's a whole thing, man. It's like it's a, a whole, whole culture. It's a whole different deal, man. Yep, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so question number three. Yeah. You know, you've traveled all over the place. You've led yep. at your home church. Like, is there a story that sticks out? Like, what's the craziest thing that's happened in a service that you were in or leading in? And it doesn't have to be a service either. Like yeah, it can be a, a concert. It can be a, anything. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying to think of the craziest. I, I've I've been asked the the embarrassing question before, and I I I feel sorry for the audience right now because I don't have an embarrassing one. But I'm trying to think: is there something crazy that's happened other than just me? <laughs> uh, so last week we had Sandy Patty on Legend, yeah? right? Oh so gosh, she yes. she told she told this story about singing for a group of RVers with the huh? salt with the Salt Lake City uh, Symphony. And this one particular man starts yelling, it's too loud, it's too loud, it's too loud. And it like got to the point where she was in tears on stage. And so she walked off to the she walked she walked off and said to the promoter, Don't even pay me for tonight. I didn't give you what you paid me, what you contracted me to do. And oh he goes, What are you goodness. talking about? You were awesome. They were throwing stuff at BJ Thomas last night. <laughs> oh my gosh that's incredible and, and that's a recent story uh i think it's been a few okay. years yeah of her yeah. touring days oh man i bet she has a catalog of stories like <laughs> yeah. that i mean i've played some crazy places as far as like when i'm on the road there was a season of my life in my 20s where i went on the road and i just stayed and so i just slept in my car, you know, at truck stops and all this kind of stuff. And I would, anybody who had a couch, like anybody. Um, and I, I remember <laughs> one, one guy was like, man, I know you're looking for gigs. And I didn't know this guy, but I'm like sleeping on his couch. And um, he's like, yeah, there's a festival. If you stick around a few more days. And I'm like, festival? Like when an artist hears festival, they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is it. I made it. I made it. I made it. Well, I show up and it's a polka festival. Like, like, you know, and this is no offense, but it, the horse and the buggies and all that kinds of stuff for the polka people. Um, and there I was just singing my songs. Um, so that was an interesting one. That was an interesting one. <laughs> wow. How, how were the songs received? I feel like I've kind of made myself forget that day. <laughs> so I'm going to just say it was great. It was so great. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. That was a real tough one for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so uh, question number four. All right. Um, what, would be, what would be a fun fact about Elisa Turner that maybe not many people would know. Either you've never put it up on your Instagram or <sighs> one of my favorites to share. I love to share it every week. Um, I love when calls the heart. Okay. Yeah. And I'll, <laughs> I, and, I'll, it's fantastic. and I'll, I'll even watch it when my wife's not around. I love it. Okay. Here's the problem with me. I post about everything in my life. <laughs> I, I love, uh, if we're talking TV shows, I am like a diehard fan. Uh, Olivia Benson, Law and Order. It's my jam. Oh, wow. That, wow. that puts me to sleep every night. The <laughs> horrific crime scenes. 
Um, <laughs> gosh, I'm, you know, I made a New Year's resolution this year to drop down to six espresso shots a day, but I'm still at eight. I've not completed my resolution. <laughs> my um, heart would blow out of my chest if I did that. <laughs> I keep thinking, gosh, this could be causing some problems, but I just talk myself out of it. Yeah. Um, what else? That I don't share with people, probably for good reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, um, that I can say on camera. Um, <laughs> I, I like the caveat. I like the caveat. <laughs> what that people? I'm. There's good. There's a lot that people don't know. Is there? I don't know. <laughs> I've completely failed at this question. Sorry. That's now, okay. Now That's I'm okay. thinking this is the eight espresso shots are really affecting me. <laughs> Time out. Is it eight espresso shots in one cup? No, I at least break it up into four and four. Okay. So four in the morning, four in the afternoon. Because I feel like at eight, you're like chewing your coffee instead of drinking it at that point. It'd be so like sick. <laughs> Just about. Oh, my okay. word. See, now I don't drink coffee. At all. At all. Oh I, have, I have not started. And ever, um, ever, you never were on coffee. Never, never. I just don't. So I can't calm. do the taste, man. My, and my wife doesn't either. Oh, I'm so jealous. Bro, you're a worship leader in the Great White North, and you don't drink coffee. It's so, terrible. are you a tea? Is it a tea thing? No. Nothing. You want water? No. Yeah, Whiskey? water. I mean, I, I probably could go for a diet coke. Capri Sun. Ooh, diet. That's your thing, diet coke. That's probably okay. my thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. See, I would have pegged you as a Mountain Dew guy. <laughs> There was a time, there was a time time. where I I did the Mountain Dew, but I had my my wife would just shake her head every time I got one out in the morning. In the morning, like first she'd be like, "Come on!" And so I I had to set that down. Who needs orange juice when you've got Mountain Dew? Right, right. That's right. It's all citrus. citrus. Yeah. All right, that was awesome, dude. You know what? It's so funny because sometimes what I expect. And this is true in life, not just in the world of podcasts, but sometimes you get a, a an idea in your mind of what someone is going to be like. Yeah. And you find out you were dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I was dead wrong with her. And I'm, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to be strange. I just expected, I didn't expect her to be like off the wall funny. Oh, yeah, she exactly. She is hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. And I would say go out and, and look at some of her songs. Like oh my, uh, I think my, my, my. I, I mentioned as it is in heaven, her version, uh, we've been doing that in our church and like people love it and it is a good song. So check out all that Elisa. Yeah, Turner give her a follow doing. on, on the gram, uh, Instagram at Elisa Turner music. That's my new thing on, <laughs> on the gram, on the gram, on the gram. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elisa Turner music, give her a follow and go, like Jeremy said, go in. Look, we talk about this all the time. Anybody can stream. Yeah. Go buy it. Trust buy us. It. If we've developed any kind of trust with you at all, trust us on this one. Go buy some yep. Elisa Turner music. A-L-I-S-A. You won't be disappointed. Yep. You won't be disappointed you at all. So. And dude, okay, so since we've been recording this podcast, we, we have clicked nearer a threshold. Oh, really? Okay, we are at... 44,916 followers on the oh gram. Gosh. On the gram. So the deal is if you get us to 50, we'll tell you who I am. Lower your Ooh. expectations, but it's going to be cool and funny and we'll 
bring out a lot of possibilities of stuff we can do with video and interactive stuff. So help get us there. Uh, we need, I to, mean, we need to get a 50. Once we can tell people, so imagine we could do like the worship leader problems mission trip, dude. And, and we got a bunch of people from the worship leader problems nation. And we went to another country and like worshiped our way and served our way through. Absolutely. Our country. <gasps> and by the way, we have the location already for the first one. We do. Yeah. Wow. Let's go. Right. So you guys, there's all kinds of stuff that we can do together. Um, things that we can, you know, keep encouraging each other, uh, entertaining and equipping. Those are the three, yeah. the three E's that we want to be about. So help us tell your friends and make That's sure right. you're subscribing and reviewing the podcast. I know it sounds like a broken record. Here we are in the 26th episode asking you to keep doing that, but it helps, man. It really it helps really does. the analytics. And so subscribe, 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 and review, review, review. And anything less than five stars is uncivilized. And because here's the deal, doinkish, doinkish. Uh, the other day, I was uh, I hadn't seen any reviews in a while, and so I went onto iTunes and I just typed in worship, dude. And now we're starting to show up. Just typing worship. It used to be you'd have to type out the whole name and spell it correctly, like without the spaces to even get to pull up. Now you just type up worship, and now we're starting to show up. So that's why it's a big deal that you guys go in and, and rate us. So hey, thank you so much again. If you want us to recognize your MVPs or share your prayer concerns, it's info at worshipleaderprobs.com. And you can visit our website at www.worshipleaderprobs.com. And so we are thankful for you guys and we love y'all. And until next time, see ya. Do save.